Life after death. It's real. Unfortunately, there was not a film crew around when Jesus came out of the tomb. So the best we had was the gladiator. (laughs) But what a great depiction. Go to them. They're waiting. The veil between this life and the next is not very thick. What a beautiful scene of reunion with loved ones after death. Resurrection is the theme of the morning. And we're not going to spend our time this morning reading the story of Jesus' resurrection. Not because I don't believe it's true. I believe every word of it's true. I believe that Jesus was raised bodily from the dead. After three days, he died and he was raised to life again. But what I want to share this morning is that resurrection is very useful for life today. And I discover that by staying in Hebrews 11 where we've been as a community. So follow along as I read. Through acts of faith, they toppled kingdoms made justice work, took the promises for themselves. They were protected from lions and fires and sword thrusts, turned disadvantage to advantage, won battles, routed alien armies. Women received their loved ones back from the dead. There were those who under torture refused to give in and go free, preferring something better. Resurrection. Others braved abuse and whips and, yes, chains and dungeons. They have stories of those that were stoned, sawed in two, murdered in cold blood. Stories of vagrants wandering the earth in animal skins, homeless, friendless, powerless. The world didn't deserve them, making their way as best they could on the cruel edges of the world. Not one of these people even though their lives of faith were exemplary, got their hands on what was promised. These are the acts of faith recorded for us in Hebrews 11. Acts of faith that happened before the tomb was empty. They trampled kingdoms. They made justice work. They took the promises for themselves. They were protected from lions, fires, and sword thrusts. They turned disadvantage to advantage. They won battles. They routed alien armies. And who were they? It was Gideon, and Barak, and Samson, and Jephthah, and David, and Samuel, and the prophets. And there were more. And those more who under torture refused to give in and go free, braved abuse and whips, chains and dungeons, were stoned, sawed in two, murdered in cold blood. They wandered the earth in animal skins, homeless, friendless, powerless. Their lives were exemplary. Before the empty tomb, before the empty tomb, They made their way best they could on the cruel edges of the world. 
and they never got their hands on what was promised. How did they do that? In a word, say it with me. Resurrection. Say it again. Resurrection. Resurrection. Abraham figured that if God wanted to, he could raise the dead. And in a sense, that's what happened when he received Isaac back alive off the altar. Resurrection. Women received their loved ones back from the dead. Resurrection. They suffered abuse preferring something better. Resurrection. My friends, that was all before Jesus died and rose again. Our confession is the king has died, the king has risen, and the king will come again. Let's say it together on three. One, two, three. The king has died, the king has risen, the king will come again. You know, we might do better if we stood up and said this. Right? That was a rehearsal. Here's the real thing. Shake the earth. Are you ready? One, two, three. The king has died. The king has risen. The king will come again. Awesome. Please have a seat. My friends, here's the question. What are our acts of faith after the empty tomb? What are we doing with the faith that's been delivered to us? Will we topple kingdoms? Will we make justice work? Will we take the promises for ourselves? Will we be protected from lions and tigers and bears? Oh no. I just couldn't get out of my head. I had to get out of my system. Lions, fires, that would be being burned at the stake, fires. Sword thrusts, will we turn a disadvantage to advantage? Will we win battles? Will we rout alien armies? And the more, will we under torture refuse to give in and go free? Will we brave abuse and whips, chains and dungeons? Will we be stoned, sawed in two, murdered in cold blood? Will we wander the earth in animal skins, homeless, friendless, powerless? Are those the acts of faith that we will do in the name of Jesus because the tomb is empty? I got to tell you, that list sure does beat attending boring meetings. 
See, I can't get it out of my mind that there is such a contrast with the way that people live faith even before the tomb than the way people live faith today. We have reduced Christianity to studying the Bible, good thing. To small groups, good thing. To Sunday morning gatherings, good things. To building buildings, sometimes good things. But my friends, our faith is not about just attending a meeting or just about studying the Bible or just about singing songs or not just about having a building. All of those are the means to the end. What is the end? What do you want to do with your faith? Will you topple a kingdom? Otto came this morning and said, you know, I just, I'm, good morning, but I'm sad to read the news of China. Did you read the news of China? Several were arrested in Beijing. There was a church that was attempting to meet in public, in the public square, and they were arrested. Now, that might have been a foolish thing to do. But maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for the 50 million Chinese brothers and sisters that we have to topple the kingdom of communism and meet freely. If you were in China... Would your belief in the resurrection allow you to be thrown in jail? Possibly be tortured? Not give in, not give up? Because you knew you'd be raised from the dead? What about in the Middle East? Will justice prevail? Steve and Marianne have just returned. There is an inequity between Israel and the Palestinian territories. It's against the kingdom value. Will we see justice work in the Middle East? Would we be part of that? Could we risk that because we're fearless? What's happened to our faith? How did our faith become so civilized? How did our faith become so passive? When did our faith stop shaking and shaping the world? The world didn't deserve them. I wonder about us. Why do we crave the soft center rather than the cruel edges? Why do we tend to go with the flow rather than against the flow? Why does the church become the supporter of the status quo? Was Jesus... What's happened? What's happened? My friends, it's our turn. It's our turn for fearless, courageous, absolutely ridiculous acts of faith. Why? Because Jesus is alive. 
And we, like Him, will be raised from the dead. Who wants to topple a kingdom in the name of Jesus? Who wants to bring justice to an unjust world? What are your dreams? What are your hopes? What are your aspirations? What do we want to do with this faith? We don't want to just bide our time, do we? Waiting for Jesus to come back? Don't we want to join Him and what He's doing in our world? Don't we want to be courageous? Don't we want to be fearless? Don't we want to look ridiculous? Because of Jesus? You know what it really is? Do we really want to be alive or do we want to be dead? In Jesus, we are more than alive. In Jesus, eternity has begun. Now, while the outside is fading away, as Paul says, the inside is going from glory to glory. The resurrection has actually begun within us. The body will catch up later. Because every one of us, through faith in Jesus Christ, will have a union of a soul and a body, will be raised with a new body. So what are we going to do? What is that faith going to motivate us to do? I don't think I need to tell you that our world is in desperate need of people of faith. If the Spirit of God could get a hold of us, there are more people in the room this morning than there was at the Last Supper. And what did they do? They shook the most powerful empire on the earth in a generation. There's greater potent... Help me, my tongue is tied. There's greater potential. Thank you. I mean, my mind is just going... There's greater potential with the people sitting in their room, in this room right now, than there was with those sitting with Jesus. So my question is, will we settle for what we know? Or will we become the people of faith that the world in this generation does not deserve? Because we're ready to put our faith to work beyond the four walls of a church building. We're ready to read and study our Bible with that as a means to the end. We're ready to come together and sing these wonderful songs in response to what God is doing in us and through us in our world. (laughs) 
What do we want? What do you want this morning? What do we as a community want? Would you like to stand with me? going to ask you for a response, but it's going to go over the questions. Because Jesus is alive. Because in him you're alive. How many of us would like to topple a kingdom in the name of Jesus? How many of us would like to make justice work in this world? I like those two hands. Somebody's over here like this, and a foot, and then this foot. How many of us want to take hold of the promises of God that they would work in our world like they did for them? How many of us? How many of, how many of us are fearless to face a lion or the fire or the thrust of a sword? It can't kill you. What's up? You can't die. I'm glad that you're counting the cost. How many of us want to win a battle without firing a shot? To win the battle through peace. To win the battle through love in the name of Jesus. Jesus is the victorious king. He did not fire a shot. And he disarmed Get rid of your weapons. There's another way to win a battle. Forget about guns. There's something more powerful than guns. Wow. Again, counting the cost. Because of our faith in the empty tomb, would we under torture refuse to give in and through resurrection, go free. Would we brave abuse, whips, chains, and dungeons? Maybe. It's a little scary, doesn't it? Next one's even worse. Who would sign up to be stoned or sawn in two? or even murdered in cold blood. You see, our faith does not guarantee that those things won't happen to us. Do we know that? Our faith guarantees that if those things happen, there is life after those. We'll be raised. Who's into animal skins? (laughs) We might get in trouble in our day with animal skins. Homeless. Could you go it alone, friendless? If all you had was the risen Lord, could you be friendless? In our own strength, powerless. My friends, will we as a community of people, a people of faith, will we shake and shape our world because the tomb is evil.
I know we can't do that in our own strength. It's not in our own power. But God has more than enough power for us. The resurrection of Jesus is the power of God. So if you know Jesus, and your body has now become the temple of the Holy Spirit, the power of God is resident within you to do these things. Let's ignite that together through prayer, okay? Here we are, Jesus, worshiping you, our risen Lord. You died for us. You rose for us. And you will come again. And Jesus, we stand before you wanting to do something in our day because you're alive. We don't want to settle for a civilized Christianity. We don't want to settle for a passive faith. We want to be a generation of people that do acts of faith like those before the resurrection did. We want to topple the kingdoms. We want to bring justice to the earth. And if it means, Lord, that we have to suffer in the process, so be it. So Jesus, would you do two things for us today? As a community, would you fill us with faith? The faith of the generations before us. May the blessing that fell upon them fall upon us. And may we be a generation that shakes and shapes our world through faith in the risen Lord. We believe you. We trust you. We hope in you. Activate faith in us. And the second thing, O oh Lord, let the power of the Holy Spirit come upon us. Empower us with courage. Empower us to be fearless. Empower us to be ridiculous in our acts of faith. Empower us, Holy Spirit. We are weak, but you are strong. Every person that was in the list today from the Old Testament were people just like us, ordinary people. Activate our faith. Empower us. And send us, Lord. Send us into this world. Empower us to make decisions that allow us to move out of the soft center into the cruel edges. To do acts of faith that advance your kingdom. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in us and through us. Shape our world into a better place.
in preparation for the best place, your return in kingdom come. Thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us to celebrate your life. Thank you for giving us purpose. Thank you for a faith that works. Thank you for allowing us to be together as a community, to embrace one another, to worship together. Now send us to deliver this great news to our neighbors and to the nations, to your glory and for your sake. Amen. So again, as we say farewell,